Welcome to the Unresearched Podcast with Stephen Bison. Our guest today is Tony Bones. He's the scientific scientist. Greetings all. I'm a scientific scientist credentialed with uh, Tony Bologna University. Tony Bologna University. I have a degree from there. Uh, let's talk about quantum space-time. What exactly is quantum space-time and how does it take into intergalactic travel? Well, the, the interesting thing about quantum space-time is that uh, quantum mechanics and uh, uh, relativity aren't exactly married in a certain way. There's still some certain discrepancies. So you're talking about a galactic translucent objectivity. Sure, buddy. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the, the whole thing is that you have quantum mechanics, and that it's, so the thing's on a very small scale. You're talking about atoms, you're talking about like like pure particles, like not even molecules, you're just talking about like protons existing by themselves, traveling through space. It's incredible, honestly. And then you, you, what you're trying to do is you're trying to entwine that with the with the general relativity that Einstein came up with. And uh, like general relativity, and we can even go back to like Newtonian mechanics, where you, you think about like the Newtonian laws of gravity, and those exist, but those essentially are just approximations, and it, it really doesn't work on a, on a larger scale. You have, you're, you're talking about like big, giant, massive things like black holes and super giant uh, stars, and ultimately it all kind of falls apart. And the issue here is that when you're talking about something super massive like a black hole, and then you're also looking at kind of the, the quantum mechanics of it, it doesn't tie together. So there's, so there's a lot of more theory than actual fact and uh, research that goes involved with, with quantum theory. Oh, absolutely. Did you ever see Interstellar? I watched it while I was sleeping. Interstellar was a great movie. Not grounded in reality at all. However, it was the most perfect scientific explanation that I've ever seen. Although, never, not at all grounded in reality. So, that makes sense. so when the gravitational pulls of space are aren't reflective to how the gravi- gravity works on Earth, because there's the, the objects in space are so massive, but the inertia doesn't really play play into uh, what the gravity in like the, the solar system would work, and what in such a broader scale is what you're basically trying to say. I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to figure out what you're trying to say. A galactic translucent objectivity. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't Qu- know what that means. Quantum space-time intergalactic travel. Uh-huh. So how would... If, if there were going to be alien beings traveling to Earth from other solar systems, other galaxies, and uh, the expanses of space, uh, using the theories that we have here on Earth, how would that be possible? Um, well, there's there's a few different theories. Uh, I'm sorry, the specials are playing. I'm at Tower Bar right now. I'm very drunk. This is great. Uh, however, uh, there's a couple theories for intergalactic travel, right? So, I think the, uh, if we're going to talk about, like, in pure fantasy, you know, people are always talking about, like, light speed travel. And if you go into the Star Trek universe, it's always, like, warp one, warp Two, warp three, warp Steven. Even. Ooh, yes. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, I know man. you'd be interested in that one. Yeah. I do it it's every time. Secret. It's top secret. Don't don't mention that to anyone. If this is on a podcast, please delete it. Okay, I'll anyway. be quick. Edit it out. Anyway, hold on. I'm gonna take a shot. Uh, we're talking please. to Tony Baloney, Tone Bones, the scientific scientist. So anyway, so we're talking about intergalactic travel. So I, I you know, to, to actually answer your question kind of sincerely, um, one of the things that the people have talked about is they, they've been talking about uh, some sort of like weird like warping of space time around them. So uh, the thought about that is that what you're doing is that you have a spaceship, you have a rocket or something. You have a you have a sombrero shaped vessel, right? Because we're Mexican, right? You're Mexican, right? No, oh, of course. All the yeah, best stuff. Yeah. Me too, brother. Me too. Viva la raza. So we have a sombrero shaped vessel, and the whole idea between that is that what we can do is actually warp space time around us and propel us somehow. So what we're actually doing is that we're not necessarily like projecting ourselves but we're warping space time in such a way that the, the, the warping of the space time actually projects us forward okay and that, is something, and that is something you can do faster than the speed of light so that's the that would that's what we would call the dune effect I, I have never read dune um, I don't know anything about dune. I think Shai Halud. I don't even know if that's how you say it, but that was a pretty good hardcore band. Yeah, uh, their, their theory the is of, of bending space. They bend it in so, a way... So that's another thing. So that's another thing, right? Okay. So one thing that was proven, and this is actual, like, fact. This is actual fact. Hold on. I have to take a shot. Okay. All right, we're talking to uh, um, David uh, Tony Belloni, Don Tone Don Don, the so, scientific scientist. So this is this is this is a hundred percent, hundred percent real. Wait, what was I just talking about? Bending space. Bending space. So this is something that actually happened, and it was proven. So the whole idea about bending space time was proven by looking at a solar eclipse. Or, I don't know if it was a solar eclipse or something, but basically, uh, somebody was looking at something here on Earth, and they were looking at an eclipse. And they were saying, oh, during this eclipse, we shouldn't be able to see the star, because this, this star is going to be behind the sun, it's going to be behind the moon. And what actually happened is, during the eclipse, they saw the star. Which shouldn't be possible in our theorem. Which, which, which shouldn't be possible if you're just thinking about pure geometry, right? Mm-hmm. Like, pure geometry says this star is behind the sun, it's behind the moon. There's no way we can see it. But the fact of the matter is, we saw the fucking star. So, that's, so what uh, happened was that what we actually saw was the star behind the sun and the moon. And the only reason we saw it is because the light was set towards the sun, but it was completely bent by the, by the, by, I don't even know how to say it, like the gravity well that the sun presented. So what you saw is a gravitational lensing of the light coming towards the sun, 
it got bent around the sun and we saw it. So it was moving faster than the speed of light somehow? No, it wasn't moving faster than the speed of light. It just got bent by gravity. Gravity's space gravity. Yes. So that doesn't necessarily say we're moving faster than the speed of light, but what that shows is that you can warp space-time with a massive object, such as the sun. So if we were to, to so, actually do intergalactic space travel, we would need to have uh, objects in space that could propel us further enough to bend the gravity to our whim. Think about it this time. Think about it this way, okay? I just told you about how we bent how we bent like uh how we bent space time we bent we bent what am i saying right now there oh, was bending space space benders holy shit have you, hey have you ever seen uh sliders yeah the time travel I, show i haven't seen it i need to watch it don't 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 spoil anything please anyway yep. So we're talking about bending space-time, right? Yeah. So I, what, what I have just given you is basically just a real-world example. Like, this is something that actually happened. Like, somebody saw... I think it was Einstein, maybe. I don't know. Einstein was weird. Uh, but, like, you know, somebody saw, like, space-time, like, like, be bent like that. Like, like just... Or something that, that gravitational like, lensing was a real thing. So, okay. the geological... Okay. So you saw gravitational lensing, right? Which proves that you can bend space-time. So, so, the next point is, if you can bend space-time that much, what is your limit of bending space-time in such a way, and think about it this way. Take a, take a regular piece of paper, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you, have a, do you have a piece of paper? Um, yes, I have one right here. Uh, you I have was, one right here? I was anticipating this question, yes. I've okay, been waiting for this it. moment. Okay. Okay, grab it. Okay, got and, it. And put, it, put it. Put it on a flat surface. Okay, flat surface. A, a marble counter. Okay, if you have yes, it. yes, yes, of course. Okay, do you have a marble counter? No, I have a uh, graphite. That's fine. Beauty. Okay. Anyway, lay a flat. Okay, it's flat. As flat as possible. Okay, it's not quite flat as possible. So you have a flat piece of paper, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, now pick that paper up, and now you fold it. Okay, fold it fold in it half. Fold it in half. Fold it in half slightly. So a piece of paper, in all intents and purposes, is a one-dimensional object. Mm -hmm. What you've done, done now, by warping it, in half, imagine taking a piece of, like, a, take a, like a needle or a pencil mm -hmm. and puncture it. Okay, do, 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 half, you want right? me to do that? Do you want me to do that? Should, if you have it, sure. I don't uh, know. Should I should I puncture this paper in half? Okay. I'm if you want. Okay, it's a scientist. Uh, uh, ow! Ow! It's not going through. I'm not scientific enough. Hold on. Well, the whole thing is, right? So no, like, no, no. Shut up. You... I need to get... I need to get... Pierce to the paper. How ah, okay, dare I got it. you, sir? Whoa, sorry. Tell me to shut up. I'm sorry, sir. You're the scientist. I, I just wanted to... I'm a scientific person from the Scientist Academy of Science University. How 
dare you? Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize. I just want—I was so excited about your scientific experiment that I—I—I I, uh, I, I, I was being rude. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, so I pierced so anyway, so so the. the no, 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 in, in all seriousness, here, like you take a piece of paper, right? And in all intents and purposes, the piece of paper is a one-dimensional object that has one top, and you, you just just consider the top, right? Technically, it is whatever. It is whatever it is, but just think of it as a one-dimensional object with one plane on the top. Mm-hmm. What you do now, imagine that that top is in the ent- entirety of space-time. Everything in all of existence, right? And you look at one corner of the paper, mm-hmm. and then you're like, how do we get to the other corner of the paper? Well, we would have to travel from one corner all the way to the other corner, right? That would take a long time. Right. But think of it this way. Now, you take that paper and you fold it in such a way that those two corners now match. Oh, shit, son. Right? And then you puncture the hole through there. That's what I did. Yeah. So now you have that hole that connects one side of the paper to the other side of the paper. You have warped that paper in such a way that you can reach... The other, the other side, side of the paper with that puncture. Without having to travel through the other side of the paper. Without having trouble without having travel through the entire the entirety of the paper. That, that my friend is what bending science, scientific fictionists call a wormhole. Oh, wormhole, not space time bending. That's essentially it's the same, the same thing. thing. It's the same thing. Okay. But like that's what exactly what it is. What you have is a bend, in, uh, uh, like a bend or a warping in space time, and there is a puncture in that where you can reach one side very quickly. What would you think the that? ramifications of doing such a thing would be? Well, the you know the theoretically, wormholes aren't proven and they're not real. Because we haven't seen one, but as far as science fiction, science fiction goes, wormholes just aren't stable. So, so if you go through one end, you're you're done. You're stuck at the other end. So um, my question is: Have do you understand what CERN is and all the superconductors that are trying to find uh, these ways to pierce through those uh, black yeah, holes? CERN, CERN is a certain thing, right? CERN is a like what they what, what they have at this facility at CERN. CERN is actually a superconductor. And it's just like, it's a very long loop, and it's just a lot of magnets, and it's making things go, like, close to the speed of light. And they're they're making particles go to close to the speed of light to figure out what they do when they collide. That's why it's called the super collider. But I just met her. Well, that's, that's on you, brother. I don't know if you wanna if you I don't know if you wanna meet her or super collider, but like I can't I can't tell you anything, my friend. So let's talk about space stasis. If we were gonna do intergalactic space travel, uh, we enter the spaceship at 21 years old, and we go into stasis, and we go through the intergalactic wormholes. Do we say? We, but in our minds, our our we're the same age, but a hundred years have passed. How does that work? Okay, what you're talking about is like, it doesn't even have anything to do with wormholes. What you're talking about is a very basic experiment. And it's a thought experiment because nobody's really done it. 
Actually, they kind of. Oh my god. Steven. Yes. Tasa just dropped a million dollars on the floor, and she's trying to figure that out. Tell her to go through the wormhole. Yeah, Tasha, go through the wormhole. She did it. I feel like we're never going to see her again. Shit. Anyway. So, space um, so what you're talking about with like uh, the whole speed of light thing, all that shit, that's a, that's a very classic thought experiment. And they, they actually have like done the actual experiment. And they did it with the atomic clocks. But the whole idea behind that is basically you have two identical twins, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the thought experiment. You have two identical twins, one remains on Earth, one goes on a spaceship, and they go close to the speed of light, and they go around the universe a few times, and then eventually they land back on Earth, and oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. bye, Tasha. Bye, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Say goodbye to Stephen. Bye, Stephen. Merry Christmas. Go into the wormhole. Um. So, anyway, so the thought experiment here is: you have one twin on Earth, and you have one twin on a twin on a spaceship. And what they do is that they they go close to the speed of light, right? Mm-hmm. And they go mm-hmm. through the universe a million fucking times. And what happens is that because they were traveling so close to the speed of light, they came back to Earth and they were younger than the twin. While it's still on Earth. Yeah. And that is because as you go faster, as you go close to the speed of light, time becomes slower. Oh wow! And that is that is the that is the principle behind special relativity. And you need to understand there is a big difference between special relativity and general relativity. General relativity has to do with gravity. Special relativity has to do with travel close to the speed of light. So the so the faster we travel through the speed of light, the younger we become. In a way, yeah. And, and within like the, the realms of uh, possibility and the, the theory that you're, you're you're saying right now. Uh yeah, I mean like it's it's as close to like real as you can be. Like, there, hold on, I have to take the shot. Oh my god, this is close. Bye, Tasha. Well, uh, it was really nice uh, discussion talking about this uh, the space time. Quantum space, intergalactic travel, black hole inertia, galactic translucent activity related to the Earth time conversation with you, Tony, the tone bones of the scientific scientist. I don't even remember what I said, and I won't be, dis- that won't be described if you uh, delete this. Um, I, I'll, I'll uh, be sure that the, none of your uh, handlers are aware of what, what you've uh, basically told the general public confidential knowledge.